to that. And uh, let me let me get me one more drink of water. I'm not going to be here next time, so I just got to preach tonight, y'all. Matter of fact, I got a prop tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No rat traps, Brother Meadows. <laughs> I'd kind of like to see him do that again, though. Because he's getting the hang of it there, wasn't you? I was looking, shaking hands with the men. And, you know, for big as I am, I really kind of got a small hand. But you know what the deal? Part of it is these guys that work physical labor, it makes your fingers big. Brother Clyde, you work a little physical labor, haven't you? I mean, let me look at your hand. Look at Brother Clyde's hand. No, your fingers are bigger around than mine. Look at Brother Coleman back there. I tell you, he probably wears that size 15, Brother Kurtz. I don't know. Now, what size ring? You don't know what you are? 12 or 14. Brother Kurt said at the store the other day somebody needed a 15. I don't know if that's going around the head or what, but uh, praise the Lord. Uh, Brother and Sister Adcock are leaving in the morning going to Florida. The uh, district board is going down to Florida and going to be back Friday. We'll be leaving Friday going to Shreveport. And uh, so uh, we'll be here Wednesday night. Praise the Lord. I was waiting for the, have the ushers got back in? Praise the Lord. Well, anybody got the victory? Sister Kirkley, you got the victory. Hallelujah. He was here Wednesday night. She said, y'all pray over these things here that that's going to be a victory report. Praise God it was. Could have been bad news. Could have been real bad news. But I say in faith, praise the Lord. I say we serve an awesome God. Psalms 107, and this is the Lord speaking. He said, oh, that men would praise the Lord. That wasn't me saying that. That wasn't Brother Meadows or Brother Brown or anybody else trying to exhort you. That was the Lord saying, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his wonderful works and goodness. Leviticus. Anybody been reading your bread? I got this message reading my bread program. Hallelujah. Brett, I appreciate you jumping up there for the word. The Lord's going to reward you for that. Hallelujah. He wants me to hurry and preach so I can get through. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So good to see you tonight. Glad for our visitors. May the Lord bless you. Come back and see us again. Leviticus 6 in verse 12 says, And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereof the fat of the peace offerings. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Then I'd like to read Leviticus 9 in verse 24. It says, And there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. Everybody say, Praise the Lord. Bless you. You may be seated. I want to preach for a few minutes on keep the fire burning. 
keep the fire burning. The book of Leviticus is a book of, of a detailed walk and worship and service of the people of God. And it gives you a lot of laws. And if when you're reading this for your bread program, if you're not careful, you're going to get spaced out there a little bit. They keep talking about the different offerings that they have to make. But it had to be right for God. I say God has an exact way for us to do things. It's not happen chance. It's not any old way we'll do. Uh, it started off even with Cain and Abel. Cain didn't want to offer unto the Lord what was needed. But the fire was to be kept going continually as a symbol of the never-ending worship which God required of the people of Israel. He didn't say, I want you to worship me every once in a while. He said, this fire has got to be kept going. Every day, every night, it's never to go out. And you know what's wrong with a lot of people and a lot of churches today? They have let their fire go out. And now it's a drudgery and it's just some kind of a burden. But if you'll keep the fire burning inside of you, oh, I want you, I'm hungry for apostolic fire. I'm hungry to see the fire fall in our midst. Hallelujah. Leviticus 9.24 we read the fire came from God. That's where the fire he started the altar. I say God's the only one can give you the Holy Ghost and fire. I can't give you the Holy Ghost and fire. You see the fire had to keep burning for all the regular daily sacrifices but just as well there were special ones. There were special offerings that you had if you made a miscue if you did wrong you had to go and offer a sacrifice unto the Lord and he said you keep that fire burning. I want you to know this altar's always open. Anytime you feel like you need to get a hold of the Lord you come in here day or night during the middle of the service it doesn't matter we're going to keep the fire burning in the altar brother brown read it this morning matthew 3 and 11 john was speaking he said i indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he that cometh after me is mightier than i whose shoes i'm not worthy to bear he shall baptize you with the holy ghost and with fire. I believe we still got the Holy Ghost. I, I believe we got the Holy Ghost, but I want to know, do you still have the fire? Do you still have the excitement? Do you still have the joy? Do you still have the interest? Do you still have the hunger? Is there something burning inside of you saying, oh God, I'm ready for it, Lord. Let somebody be slain in the Spirit. Let somebody, God, get a hold of you. You don't take just one drink of water and never need another drink, do you? You sure don't eat just one meal and never have to eat again, do you? You don't take a bath just one time and you're clean the rest of your life. You don't brush your teeth just one time and that's done it. And I want you to know we need to understand we got to keep the Holy Ghost going. Now, I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you about my little horn here. Because I'm going to go over some words when we get through, but I just want to be ready. How many of y'all remember in school they had a fire drill? Anybody ever have a fire drill? In Stamps, Arkansas, the study hall was on the second floor and they had one of those round tubes, man. It was just an aluminum tube and then when they had the fire alarm, you got to slide down that thing. And so you know what the fire alarm's for? It's for you to practice so in case there's a fire. We ain't really had the fire like we need to have yet. But I just want to tell you right now, this is going to be the fire alarm. If you hear that sound, 
You're supposed to practice like the fire's already there. <laughs> Hallelujah. I say, you got to be practicing. If you hear that sound, you need to clap your hands or raise your hand or jump up and down. You need to talk in tongues. You need to wiggle a toe. You need to do something. Say, Lord, I'm practicing for the fire. I believe the fire is going to come down. I'm going to be ready. Oh, God, I'm going to practice. I'm going to know what to do when the fire gets here. I'm not going to be caught unprepared, but I'm going to be ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say, I'm going to be ready for the fire. Praise the Lord. Woo. Thank you. You know why? Bless you. You can be seated, but I appreciate the enthusiasm. You know why? Folks, we practice, Brother Brown. Y'all have had fire drills here, right? Yeah, the school practiced fire drills. Why? You got to be ready. You don't know when the fire might take place. I tell you what, I'm ready for the fire to fall. I mean, I've heard one or two preachers talk about hearing a story about some place that's having such revival, Brother Adcock, that, that, that Brother Phillips, the fireman come running in. They said, we saw fire shooting out of the roof. Boy, we got such a good location. Boy, wouldn't it be wonderful if God just shoot the fire right out the top of that roof? There'd be people saying, what in the world is going on at that church? When those firemen came in and all they saw was a bunch of people saying, oh, we're practicing. We're ready for the fire. Hallelujah. I say, we got to be ready in case the fire falls. we got to be ready, man. I'm ready, God. I'm ready to dance. I'm ready to talk in tongues. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I ain't got to my message yet, but I just wanted to be ready. Lord, it's quickened that thought to me this afternoon. Man, I, I wanted to get, I should have got one of them big ones. I'm going to keep a big one under this desk. Big as I can get. Sneak up behind some of you. I say to keep a fire going, you got to keep a fresh supply of logs on that thing. I don't care how big the log is, sooner or later that fire is going to consume that thing. You can't live off of what you got 20 years ago or 10 years ago or one year ago. That thing is going to go out. You've got to learn to put another log on the fire. You've got to learn every once in a while to take the poker and poke that thing and let the wind get a hold of it and let the fire fall. The number one log you got to have you got to have a prayer log. Hallelujah. I say you're going to have to learn to pray if you're going to stay on fire for God. You'll never stay on fire just coming to church. You'll never stay on fire just raising your hand. you got to learn to pray. you got to learn to get a hold of God and say, God, I love you, and I'm hungry, and I'm desirous of the move of the Spirit. Oh, God, teach me to pray. There's no way. There's no way you can keep the fire going if you don't pray. I've tried. Oh, I'm going to get into every service. You may last for a while like that, but sooner or later, you're going to get down to where there's nothing but ashes there. And you know what you have to do with ashes? you got to clean them out every once in a while. Uh, you ever try to start a fire with a bunch of ashes in there? The wind doesn't blow right. You know, up in Cleveland, that little fireplace we had had an outside door. I like that. You just... 
kind of shoveled it outside here. Man, I got to get it out and put it in the sack and I get it on the floor. But I know one thing. I don't know much about fire. You got to get the ashes out of there. You got to get the things of the past behind you. Paul said, forgetting the things of the past. I press. I press. I press. I press. I press toward the mark. I say, hallelujah. I say, it's time for the fire to fall. It's time to be ready. God's going to send revival. And we got to be ready. You know why God can't send 50 people in here tonight that need the Holy Ghost? We ain't prepared to take care of them. We got our own little cliques and our own little groups and and we don't want to get disrupted from the way we're living or who we like to go out with after church. Somehow we got to change our thinking. You got to understand that when the fire falls, everything else is thrown aside. Protocol, tradition, everything is out of the way except the doctrine. And we're going to teach, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. And ye shall receive the Holy Ghost in fire. I tell you another good log. You're reading your Bible. That word, Brother Ron Macy, and I know I've told you this before, but he was preaching when I got the Holy Ghost or holding the revival. He wasn't preaching when I got it, but I was he preached, he'd quote the word. Man, he could quote the Bible. Inspired me. I got to reading my Bible. And I'm not talking about a chapter or two a day. I was reading. I'd sit down and read the book of Matthew in one setting. I'd sit down and read Luke. I mean, I would just consume myself with the Word. And the old boy that had always been up and down. The old boy that never could really get a hold of God. I got a hold of something when I began to read the Word of God. I say, it'll put something on your body. It'll put something in your mind. It'll put something in your soul. I say you need to love the Word of God. Wednesday night, I asked how many read your Bible every night in January. Boy, we had a good number. So we're in February, y'all. We're going to ask again. If you'll get you a log of prayer and a log of reading the Bible. But you know you need more than two logs, don't you? Two by itself somehow just don't get it going. you got to come to church. That's a log. I say, there's something about it. If you don't put that top log on there, it just doesn't get going good. Matter of fact, you got to put a log on there of not just coming to church, but after you get here, you got to love and praise and magnify the God, the Lord. That's the kindling to the fire. When you begin to say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I praise you. He'll come down and he'll begin to blow. He'll begin to blow and the flame will come up again. Did you ever think the fire was out? And you blew on it. And all of a sudden that thing just came back up. I've had a few people I thought their fire had gone out. And all it took was one from the Holy Ghost. And there they was back there dancing and talking in tongues. I say, we're not going to condemn anybody. We're going to encourage everybody. You need to be ready for the fire. But now when I, I was looking up in the dictionary, that's where I got inspired about the fire drill. Yeah, drill, I mean, not fire alarm, fire drill. The first one was a fire alarm, though. It says a signal that a fire has started. Boy, I'm ready for that signal, folks. Now, the fire has started, but somehow or another, we're not putting enough logs on there as a church. We need more people in the prayer room. We need more people come to these prayer meetings. We need more people just hiding away at the house. We need more people calling out to God. We need us, and there's a fire coming.
Let me, let me say what number two says, fire area. I don't sit in the fire area. You know what the fire area is? That's any area of a building that is enclosed with fire-resistant partitions. I've often wondered some people why they didn't get a touch. They're sitting in that fire area. They got some fire-resistant material around them. The Holy Ghost can be falling on somebody right beside them, but they're on the other side of the wall and they don't feel a thing. I've seen that many times in my life. I want to put my wall down. I want to say, God, here am I. Just breathe upon me, Lord. Just let the fire of the Holy Ghost consume me. He said, my God is a consuming fire. Oh, God, let it eat me up. Let it consume me, oh, Lord. Because you know what we need? We need some fire brands. That's a piece of burning wood. We got a few of these young guys about to get to be a fire brand. A fire brand doesn't care if the rest of the fire's burning or not. They on fire. <laughs> now we need everybody to get on fire. We, I mean, we'd like for everybody to get on fire. But I'm going to tell you, young fellas, or anybody, it doesn't take everybody to have a fire. All it takes were two or three are gathered in his name. If two or three shall agree as touching anything on earth, that it shall be done. I say it's time. I say we need some firebrands. We need some people to say, I don't care if you shout. I'm going to shout anyhow. I don't care if you talk in tongues. I'm going to talk in tongues anyhow. Brother Meadows, would you move that thing for I guess. Hallelujah. All right, guys, you got to make one more lap. Hallelujah. I didn't see you coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I say we got, it's time to have the fire. It starts with a fire brand. It starts with somebody that just doesn't care what anybody else thinks about them. I gotta get to Jesus. I gotta get to Jesus. Woo. Woo, man, I'm about to feel good. And I still feel like preaching, Jace. You can be seated. Them boys ribbed me last Sunday morning. Said after I made them two laughs, I got up and said, I don't feel like preaching no more. They accused me of being tired. I wasn't tired. Well, I mean, I might have been tired, but I was ready to go on. Here's what we need. We need some fire bugs. That's somebody that goes around. That's what you're doing while I go, Sister Janet, when you grab somebody by the hand and yank them out. So I'm going to be a fire bug. A fire bug goes where there's not a fire. And they put enough kindling or they bring some gasoline or they bring something that will burn. I should have talked to you firemen, hallelujah. And, uh, but they fire that thing up and all of a sudden there's a fire going and everybody said, what started the fire? Let me assure you what's starting the fire is prayer. That's what starts the fire right there. I can assure you right now, prayer is what starts the fire and we're going to plead the blood and we're going to pray until God sets everybody on fire. Now, I tell you what we don't need. We don't need any fire extinguishers. Yeah, they always said, well, I'm worried about that wildfire. I'm not. 
I've been in a few wild services in my day, but I had never seen one that was really wild enough for me. I like it wild and woolly. I like people slobbering on the floor. I like toting somebody out the door. I like seeing somebody getting up and kind of doing this number here, man. And they're just kind of looking like they're spaced out a little bit. I say, I'm after the real deal. I say, we're not going to reach our world with a false fire. We're not going to reach our world with a man-made program or doctrine. It's going to take old time prayer and fasting and reading the word and worship and witnessing and reaching out to God. So I'm asking you, don't be a fire extinguisher. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be a fire extinguisher. Matter of fact, I wouldn't sit beside a fire extinguisher. Not very long. I hate sitting by somebody there trying to talk to me all during the service. Don't you? Man, it just aggravates me. They're trying to tell me something. I'm trying to hear what's going on. That's a fire extinguisher. Trying to put my fire out. I'm trying to get cranked up over in Shreveport. Like I say, some of them, I used to embarrass a few of them. They'd bring a visitor in. I want you to know, I hope we just have the wildest services when the visitor's here. They've done seen all the dead church they ever want to see. It'll scare them a little bit, won't it, Tim? It'll make them wonder what's wrong with them folks. But if it's real fire... I didn't say emotion. I didn't say man-made enthusiasm. If it's the real fire, everybody is going to recognize there's something here that's more than what I'm used to feeling. There's something different about this church. There's something different about the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The truth is, people in the world, they'd like to know what our leaven, herbs and spices are. Because you see, if they're honest, a lot of them will admit there's a little extra something on holiness people. And the truth is, we'll tell them what it is. They just don't want to mix it up. It's one God, Jesus' name, baptism, talking in tongues, living a holy separated life. I say when you get the right mixture of those herbs and spices, it just tastes right. And there's something different about it. The world don't understand it. But when the fire has been burning inside of you, there's an odor that comes out. I'll tell you how good your senses are. You ladies, when you fast Wednesday, drive by Kentucky Fried Chicken. You'll be able to smell it before you get there. When I was a boy, we lived in Memphis, Tennessee, when I was a little boy. And there was a bread. Matter of fact, I believe Gary talked about that when he was here. A bread factory. Man, fresh baked bread. Hey, 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 it's good stuff. But you could smell it every time going to church. Yeah, man, you didn't want to be fasting. You ever notice when you fast, man, you smell every place down the street. Man, I'm telling you, I smell Popeye's. Then I get the Burger King. And then there's Kentucky Fried Chicken. Matter of fact, I even smell the donuts in the Exxon Station. Just when I'm going by, when I'm fasting. Because I am tuned in. I say, if we would get so sensitive to the Holy Ghost, that God, anytime you move, I'm sensitive. Anytime you want to touch me, God, I'm ready to respond. Whatever you want it to be, God, is all right with me. 
I say, you better practice, hallelujah. Some of y'all better get ready. The fire's going to fall. Some of y'all's not going to be in shape. And you're going to hurt yourself. You ever see anybody get hurt in church? I actually have. Brother Valentine, bless his heart, he didn't get to come. I'm going to work on him next week. I'm telling you, Brother Valentine was about 72 or 3. And he's short and muscular like I am. And uh, King's Temple's a long building. I've told you, it's 23 pews that way. And Brother Valentine was chugging, man. Hey, for 72 or 3, he was getting it on, man. He was coming. And Brother Randy Carraway is built kind of like Joey here. And he looked like a deer, man. And I could see on the platform, I could see Brother Valentine coming. And Brother Carraway come streaking across the front. And right when they got to the corner, bam, boy, they hit knocked both of them down. Now, they both jumped back up. But you know what I'm praying? I don't want nobody to get hurt. But I'm praying some of y'all that. You just sit there so smooth and suave. I'm praying, God, get you a needle about that, Lord. Put that thing in the fire. (laughs) And one of these nights when they're not really looking for it, just boring. You better get in shape now. You better learn to dance a little bit. You better learn to talk in tongues a little bit. I say one of these days, he's going to fall on you. Something's going to light on you. Praise God. I'm telling y'all, he's been working on me, y'all. I've been feeling a little liberty. I'm going to have to lose some weight, brother, man. I tell you what, when I'm really fired up, I believe I can outrun him. I believe I can. I say, when I really get to feeling the Holy Ghost, I feel like I'm the fastest one going. Praise God. The fire gets a hold of you. I wish I'd ask you, Brother Phillips. I wrote this down. Fire storm. And it said something like a large fire draws in strong winds. Somehow the fire gets so big, it just sucks in wind. Folks, that's what happened to Brother J.D. Or yet, Brother J.D. He's just a driving by one day. And somehow or another, somebody built a fire here and just driving by, just reached out and grabbed him. And something said, that's where you need to be there, son. Right there is where I want you. Right there. I've got something waiting for you. I say somehow the fire got outside of the building. Oh, Lord, help us to get it outside of the walls of this place. Because you know what? The devil, he'd rather us be dead in here. He would, but the truth is, as long as we keep it inside these walls, as long as he can build a fire break, as long as he can hose it down everywhere out there to where it doesn't affect anybody else. But you see, you let one of them fires out in California get to going, it just burns thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of acres. Man, they go with the helicopter. They're dropping stuff off. Right now, the devil's flying over me. He's trying to drop something off, but he don't understand. The fire's already burning. I say, I done putting another log on the fire. He can drop all he wants to, but greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. Praise God. I say, we got to be ready for the fire. Because, you know what we're trying to build here? 
a fire trap. And when somebody walks through those doors, before church, we're going to be as friendly as we can be. Bless you. May the wind be at your back. May the road rise to meet you. We're so glad for you to be here. We're going to act like we're articulate. We're going to be kind and friendly and nice because we got a fire trap. We want them to get seated on that pew. I'm looking forward to the days that somebody comes in and actually it wouldn't even bother me if they jumped up and run out the first time. I'd like to see that happen, y'all. None, none of y'all, but I'm just saying, I, I just like to see it happen. I'd like somebody to come in. Matter of fact, I believe I have seen it happen a time or two. I've seen people get up and leave service before a visitor. Man, it was like they thought, what in the world are these people on? What is happening here? But if they are sincere, if they really have any kind of desire and interest in God, God's going to touch them. But we're trying to build a fire trail. Let me tell you a little story, and I'm trying to close. It was Rommel, the desert fox, was it not? He was the Nazi commander <laughs> in uh, Africa. And there was Americans over there. This is the story they told me. It said one day, old Rommel was out there with a lot of his men. And this one American jumped up from behind the dune and went, nah, 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 nah. And he said, ten of you men go and get that guy. And boy, they crossed over the hill and you could hear hollering and stuff flying up in the air. And about three minutes later, the American jumped up and went, nah, 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 nah. He said, all right, 50 you guys, go over the hill and get him. They went over that hill, man, hollering, carrying on, man, stuff flying up in the air. It took about five minutes, the old American jumps up, nah, 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 nah. So he sends, he sends a thousand men over there. And more, there comes a noise and a roaring and a rumbling like man has never heard. And it was just a, everything was flying in there. And here comes one German dragging himself back up. He said, go back, go back. It's a trap. There's two of them. Hallelujah. I say one can put a thousand to flight. And two, two can put ten thousand to flight. I say there's not enough devils in hell to stop us from having revival. I say there's not enough problems and troubles situations that keep us from having a move of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praise God. I say you better realize devil there's more than two of us here. I say God is multiplication. If one is a thousand and two is ten thousand, how many is a hundred? I say you can take on the city. We can reach our world for Jesus if we'll believe. Praise God. Why don't everybody stand up? I want that little song, I wish somebody set my soul on fire. Whoever needs to sing and play and pick and grin that one. I'm telling y'all, Lord's about to get a hope to me. It ain't like I want it to be, but it's working on me. He's just winding me up. And the old banjo string is tight, ain't it? has to be tight. I feel like the Lord just been to cranking, taking that little thing, cranking my string up a little bit. And I've been trying to say, now God, you know, I'm, I be a pastor now. I got to save my energy for preaching. But I, I just kind of, the Lord just always quicks it to me. I called you to be a worshiper before I called you to be a preacher. I tell you, if it's one thing that aggravates me, it's a preacher that don't worship. 
Man, they get up there and pound you over the head and then they don't worship God. If I didn't have the Holy Ghost, I'd take them outside. Don't aggravate you, Brother Adcock. Y'all see Brother Adcock make that laugh the other night and Brother Jones was here. Boy, that inspired me, Brother Adcock. I say, for Brother Adcock with his health, folks, y'all have to do a whole lot of getting down to, to do the effort that Brother Adcock did. I say, there may be a little snow on, well, there's not any snow on the roof. <laughs> I say, but there's still a fire in the chimney. There's still some fire burning inside of there. There's still something inside saying, God, send it on down. I say, it's time for revival. I say, it's time for us to understand. Oh, God, send it on down. Let's see. Come on, let's worship the Lord. Oh, Lord.